Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of It's Been Mediocre. I just wanted to come in and say that this is going to be a heavy episode. We talk about a lot of heavy things. Um, So just want to give a trigger warning for the following topics. Suicide, self-harm, sexual abuse, murder, and child porn and child molestation. Um, I know that's a lot of topics that we talked about today, uh, but we just, you know train of thoughts get carried away so if that any of that is not something you want to listen to totally understand and we'll catch you guys next time hello hello how have you been it's been a hot minute it's been quite a while a good couple of weeks um yeah sorry about that kind of like we've said we're busy girls i was getting a new job and you know katie's in college so yeah so deal with it um, you know, things were going good until this week, um, which will be a whole, we can do a whole other podcast episode on it, but for those of you out there who know and care, Josh Duggar, serial <laughs> molester, uh, got out on bail. So, for all of us besties out there, you know, who have been a little hit in the sore spot from this case, you know having a bit of a having a bit of a week so yeah i don't even know really i mean i know of the duggars but i don't know you know the nitty gritties and even i was like wow what the fuck yeah (laughs) oh Um, yeah so kind of in that vein not really (laughs) in the vein of crime and terror we are going to be talking about true crime today, kind of. Yeah. Mine is a crime somewhat. Yeah, and mine is an internet thing? I don't know. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> but um, a little bit of housekeeping just before we get into it. Um sorry we've been gone no we just said that but we are sorry um our instagram we have a hundred and seventy something followers now so if you're listening from instagram hello hello um and we have like five followers on spotify how cool is that um so yeah uh, there, I think there was something else I was going to mention, but I totally don't even remember what it was. Well, that's very okay. exciting. We're moving up in the world. Yeah, moving up and, you know, taking names. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So I guess let's just get right into it. Would you like to go first, Miss Katie? Sure. Um, so my story... I don't even know if I'm pronouncing her last name right, so anybody out there who's familiar with this, feel free to correct me. Um, But it's the story of Christine Chubbuck, and she was a uh, television news reporter. Uh, She was born in Hudson, Ohio, and she died in Sarasota, Florida. And... um, Basically, to kind of set the tone for the rest of her life, they said, they being Wikipedia, um, said said that when she was in high school, she jokingly formed a club called the Dateless Wonder Club with other 
rejected girls who didn't have dates on Saturday night, which okay. ties into what's going to happen later. Mm-hmm. Um, she attended uh, Miami University in Ohio for one year and then transferred to Endicott College in Massachusetts, and she got a degree in broadcasting. So, okay, that's some background on her life. Now, the big story here is that once um, once she got down to Sarasota and she was working for a local news station, um, she had, like, a crush on, I think it was her co-host, I think. Um, yeah, her co-worker, George Peter Ryan. Okay. Um, but when she brought up her romantic affection for him she found out he was already involved with the sports reporter andrea kirby who was such drama yeah and she was one of christine's closest like co-worker friends oh shit yeah but um the friend andrea got a new job in baltimore so she moved away and that you know made christine super depressed she already had a history of depression by the way So it made her further depressed because she didn't have any romantic partner. She really didn't have a lot of friends. Her family said that she struggled with depression and suicidal tendencies um, and spoke to her family about it at length. Uh, It says she had attempted to overdose on drugs in 1970 and talked about that a lot. And she was also seeing a psychiatrist for several weeks um, up until she died. So... Mm -hmm. What happened was that she was sad because she was about to turn 30 and she was still a virgin. Okay. So. That's the worst recipe for disaster. Yeah. So she's a 30-year-old virgin. Her co-worker doesn't like her back. Her friend moved away. Um, And it says, it sounds like. Some of her co-workers tried to be close to her, but they were kind of put off because she was really self-deprecating. Um, and then another further blow was that she had her right ovary removed in an operation, and she was told that if she did not become pregnant within two to three years, she would never become pregnant. So she was on a time crunch, basically. Yeah. Um... So, the big, big story, this is true crime is not going to take long to tell, but it still shook me up. So, mm-hmm. on July 15th in 1974, uh, she was reading a newscast to open up, like, their, you know, local news, I think it was in the morning, and she said on air that she was going to do something she had never done before, um, and it says, that morning's guest waited across the studio while Chubbuck sat at the news anchor's desk. During the first eight minutes of her program, Chubbuck covered three national news stories and then a shooting from the previous day at a local restaurant, Beef and Bottle, at the Sarasota uh, Bradenton Airport. Um, the film mm-hmm. reel of the restaurant shooting had jammed and would not run, so Chubbuck shug- shrugged it off and said on camera, In keeping with Channel 40's policy of bringing you the latest in blood and guts and in living color, you are going to see another first, an attempted suicide. She then drew oh the .38 caliber um, Smith & Wesson Model 36 revolver and shot herself behind her right ear. Uh, she oh fell, my. Yeah, she fell forward violently and the technical director faded the broadcast rapidly to black. 
uh, the station quickly ran a public service announcement and then a movie, and some people called the police while others just thought it was staged. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, that, I think she is the first on-air suicide ever. Or on-air televised, you know. Yeah. Um, first well, ever. Yeah, it just sounds like she had a history of depression, and certain things just kept adding up. It pushed her over the edge. And so, she, yeah, on-air suicide. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I think also... I couldn't imagine... Wait, go for it. I, I was just saying, like, I couldn't imagine just watching the news one night and just seeing somebody blow their fucking brains out. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And apparently, like, the real tape of it is still out there somewhere. But obviously, like, I mean, I don't know yeah. exactly how it works. I think somebody's lawyer has it, like, locked up in a safe somewhere. So it's been recreated and stuff, but... People, this is one of those things where people are, like, obsessed with scouring the internet and trying to find yeah. the real thing. Um, but no, for sure. No one has ever been able to actually find the real thing, and they probably won't until the lawyer passes away, or whoever has it passes away, if, even at that point, someone else is willing to release it to the public. Yeah, for sure. That's crazy. I recently learned about another on-air suicide um of i can't remember when or where or who it was um i I do know it was somebody in legislation i think it was in pennsylvania Mm. but i could be wrong um but yeah i recently learned that there is this guy that was working in legislation i don't know what department he was in but he was going to be thrown in jail for racketeering and things of that sort like um conspiracy to do things right i guess and like um you know money laundering and like stuff like that and he was gonna go to jail um and so he like called a press conference and everybody thought that it was going to be him resigning from his position so that it would be an easier like passage of power onto the next person that was gonna take it yeah but he took he like uh took this uh press conference and had this like two hour speech of him talking about his life and how he wasn't guilty and like all of the stuff and the news reporters and everything were like okay this is really boring like we're just gonna leave and he was like oh no don't leave it's gonna get you're you're gonna want to stay like literally said that to the like journalists and shit in this like two hour boring ass like story of his life he goes oh no you're gonna want to stay this is gonna get interesting and then he passes out these envelopes to, um, like, his friends, I guess. And one of them was the will. One of them was his will. One of them was his suicide note to his wife. And the other one was a suicide note to his children. And then he took a gun out of his uh, briefcase and, yeah, just put it in his mouth and shot his fucking brains out. Oh, my God. And it was recorded. And it was, yeah, on the news because they were, it was, like, you know, huge national head or not national, huge local headline of this guy that was going to go to jail for all this crazy stuff. They were like, yeah, let's put this on in the air. Yeah. And yeah. And then they were showing that on the news later. They kept showing it. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so people were like, hey, could you like maybe stop showing uh, this guy shooting his brains out on 
you know our local news channels our children are like home yeah so yeah i just that's crazy i don't know this is gonna sound like i'm okay everybody please don't worry about me (laughs) but like suicide seems like such a personal and intimate like thing with yourself yeah like i just blows my mind that people like want to be on display while they you know while they do it yeah take their last breath it just i'm like whoa well and something about suicide like really shakes me up more than murder just because i feel like with murder for the most part it's like you want to have courtesy for the victims and so it's all after the fact And especially when you do, like, an on-air suicide, because even they were talking about with Christine Chubbuck, they said that she, like, fell forward violently, and she, like, hit the desk she was sitting behind. So it was just, like, a thud. And I don't know, like, something about that, about just, like, when you die, and you're literally, I mean, now it's it's just a body, and it, it can't move without, like, you know, a person operating inside of there. So it's just, yeah. like, the just the imagery of, like, a body just, like, falling forward with a thud, and then that's it. And they, you know... God. You just... You see it happening, and you don't just get the aftermath. It's so unsettling to me. Yeah, that sounds... Yeah, no. Just... Yeah, it's very unsettling. Gosh. Yeah. I'm just, like, thinking of the imagery of that. Like... Just, I can't imagine just, like, watching the news, like, innocently also. Yeah. And just, like, you know, doing your household tasks and then just looking up and seeing the, the thud. Or, like, not even seeing it, just hearing the thud and then, like, looking up and yeah. being like, oh, she's fucking dead. Yeah. Also, I'm... Re- that would change your life forever. Oh, forever. Sorry. Yeah. I was just gonna say I realized we probably should have given a trigger warning after, you know... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll put one in the description and in the title. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I just, I realized that I kind of came out guns a-blazing about a child molester and then, and then this. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll record a little snippet from yeah. the beginning. <laughs> also, I, I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. I don't want people to yes. think I'm psychotic. I laugh at stuff that I shouldn't be laughing at. And I know a lot of us Me do. Me too. Yeah, if we're laughing in uh, as we're talking about these things, it's because we're uncomfortable and we don't know what else to do. So yeah. sorry <laughs> if it offends you. It's just what you know, humor in 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 tragedy, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so her body was cremated and her ashes were scattered into the Gulf of Mexico. Um, a hundred and twenty people attended her funeral, including local officials who appeared on her show. Her favorite singer was there. And yeah, mm. that's see. This might sound a little insensitive, right? Right. Because obviously she was going through a lot of you know mental turmoil, and she should have gotten help, and you know this could have been prevented. But like, why are you rewarding that behavior? Yeah. Of like you know flying like my favorite singer is coming to my funeral. I mean I know she's dead and she's like. But it's just, like, setting the precedent. I'm so sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. I am so very sorry. Um, But it's just, like, kind of, to me, seems like, oh, you know. If you die, people will... I don't know. I have such a weird thing with, like, suicide. I just feel like... Obviously, it needs to be mourned and stuff. But 
the same time, you don't want to, like, set a precedent of beautiful thing after death for other people that are suicidal, you know? Does no. that make sense? Yeah, no, I I completely agree. And I think part of the thing that always frustrates me, too, is, like, her favorite singer would have never met her if she was still yeah. alive. You know? Exactly. And I, I hate the whole, there's, like, this, like, showmanship that goes into, you know, into mourning for people. And it always annoys me because it's, like, if you couldn't be bothered to be around me when I was still alive, there is no reason why you should be acting so, like, distraught over my death. Yeah. It just seems absurd. I feel like it's different for, like, murder victims, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I sound really insensitive. I'm trying not to come across that way. But it's, like, with, like, a murder victim, you know, they had, you know, so much life ahead of them that got taken away from them not on their own fruition or however you say that word Mm -hmm. and I just feel like I don't know I've always found it scummy to you know publicize murders of any or deaths of any sort whether it be suicide or murder but especially suicide because I feel like it's like oh you know I feel like it's you know I've just sorry I'm stumbling over my words so much it just feels like you know, if you weren't there for them in their life, why are you here at their death? Like, she obviously felt so alone and thought she only had, like, one friend. Why were there 120 people at her funeral? Yeah. Where were you when she was alive? Yeah, I completely agree. And, like, I feel this way so much about the high school that we went to because mm-hmm. I won't say the name of it, but I'm sure you can very easily figure out which high school we went to. But... <laughs> Um, the high school that we went to, there was a suicide every year that we were there. Yeah. And it was always this, like, oh, everybody, let's come to the gym and take a moment of silence and, like, you know, celebrate the life of this person and, you know, turn this into a big spectacle. And it's like, okay, I get that, like, you know, we're trying to keep the community happy or whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, where was all of this when this kid was alive and very obviously showing signs of mental illness yeah well it wasn't there you know so yeah exactly yeah that always drove me crazy too and like again our high school uh because there were a lot of people as raven said there was at least one suicide every year that we were there but there were tons of people i knew who were so close to doing it as well yeah and there was just no help available to them and it's so infuriating to see school guidance counselors marching around and preaching to you about celebrating this person's life but they mm-hmm. didn't do anything to help that student and they also currently aren't doing anything to help any of the students who are very close to doing the same thing yeah exactly and it just we've gone I didn't think we were going to go here, but, like, we're here now. Let me just talk about the American school systems and their ineptitude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, like, even I would go to the counselor to be like, you know, hey, I'm not feeling so hot. And they'd be like, hmm, try these rocks. Have you tried rubbing (laughs) rocks before? (laughs) Or what about breathing? Have you tried breathing and rubbing rocks? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't, but I don't think that that's going to help me in this instance. Yeah. Maybe if I was, like, nervous before, like, a presentation, rubbing some rocks would help, but I kind of want to die. Yeah. 
are these rocks going to help me with that? Um, and yeah, that was about the, the end of me going to the counselor. <laughs> yeah, the, the therapist I saw for maybe like two weeks in high school was always like, just go to your happy place. <laughs> like, yeah, just go, just mentally, just go to your happy place. And I was like, you know what? Son of a gun. That, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that? Just your, go to your happy place. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I just don't understand not only the ineptitude of the schools in America, but just the ineptitude of mental health professionals. Because, yeah, the the therapist that I went to in high school for, like, I think three weeks, after three weeks of going and being like, yeah, you know, I don't want to be hospitalized, but I'll sprinkle in how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, after three weeks, she was like, you know what? You sound like you have the perfect amount of depression and anxiety, so I'm going to close your case. And I was like, cool, I might go kill myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> Haha, don't kill yourself. You're so sexy. That's basically what, <laughs> what mental health is in America. Here's a story for people, um, which I won't name the name, but Raven knows the name. When we oh, yeah. were sophomores I was cutting myself and (laughs) and we had a friend who the last day of school I wore I wore shorts because it was hot you know it was very hot outside I wore shorts and we had a friend who could see all of the wounds upon my legs and she came up to me and she said don't be sad (laughs) I was like oh (laughs) right don't be sad cool yeah wow okay well on that note (laughs) right we're gonna shift gears a little bit (laughs) um so i also have a story um that is i mean it's kind of in the same vein i'm gonna have to put like a minute long trigger warning (laughs) yeah i can't believe we didn't think to do it I know. Before. Anyways. Okay, anyways. I'm so sorry. Well, it's in. You heard it already. If you're at this point, you've already heard it. Yeah. So I don't have to apologize. Okay. So my story is um, from the wonderful land of Reddit. And I heard this, I think, a little over a year ago. And it is, I think about it probably three times a week and I've for the past year because it just it blows me away how fucked up the situation is okay so I don't know if you've heard of it it is uh Jason in hell is the reddit name okay I don't think I have okay so I don't know the timeline because I couldn't find the timeline and I also couldn't find the original post so sorry about that but I'll jump right into it right now here we go so Jason in hell, this guy, his his real name is Jason Morley. He makes an account, a throwaway account on Reddit and posts in the r slash relationships subreddit. And it's this long post that is basically him being like, I found out my wife was cheating over two years ago on my neighbor. And he gives evidence as to why or like how he found out um, him or his neighbor and his wife were sleeping together. And he also has two kids with his wife and the neighbor also has children. Um, so there was a lot of evidence as to, oh, you know, whenever I would leave for work, she would, she stopped leaving for work at the same time as me. 
um, and the neighbor was, like, doing construction on their house whenever he would go to work, but he would never do the construction when he was home. Oh, okay. Um, so things like that. I don't remember each thing. Um, if you want a more in-depth analysis of this entire post and entire situation, you can find multiple videos about it on YouTube. Just search r slash Jason Hell, and you'll get more in-depth things. Sorry, we're not very in-depth. Anyways... So, he also found, um, like, sexts between his wife and his neighbor, um, and when he brought it up to her, she was like, yeah, but what are you going to do about it? Because mm. uh, if you divorce me, I am going to tell the judge that you tried to kill yourself in high school, and I'll get full custody of the kids. So, like, what are you really going to do about this? Okay. And he was like, shit, okay, cool. Thanks wife and so her name is brandy um so brandy and then sorry what i just oh yeah um brandy and the neighbor continue canoodling after jason brings it up to brandy and apparently the neighbor's wife also knows and is like chill with it so he Jason posts in the subreddit and is like, my life is a living hell. Like, my wife hates me and is cheating on me, but I can't divorce her because I'll lose custody of my kids. What should I do? And everybody in the subreddit was like, hey, dude, like, I know it's really hard, but like, you need to divorce her. And like, you have all of this evidence of the wife cheating. Like, you need to bring that to court. And like, you know, no sound judge would ever give, um the wife custody of these kids, right? Yeah. So he's, like, and it's, like, overwhelming, like, support of, like, yeah, like, I know this is really hard, like, if you need anything, but, like, you should divorce her because you're just making your life, you know, like, your username, hell. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he is, like, okay, guys, like, thanks. I'm going to file for divorce tomorrow. Thank you guys all so much. So a couple weeks go by without any updates from this guy, And he was, like, pretty active, so people were like, okay, well, maybe he just doesn't want to talk about it because, you know, he's going through divorce and all the court proceedings and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then a a redditor finds this news story about this woman that um, killed her two children and tried to kill herself after her husband filed for divorce. Oh, my God. And they, yeah, uh uh-huh. And they posted it on this on this thread and were like, hey, uh, don't want to make any assumptions that this is the same guy, but, like, this seems eerily similar. So people start looking into it and, you know, internet sleuths can find anything. Yeah. And they find out that, yeah, it was the same guy. So this poor fucking man says that he finally filed for divorce and he was sleeping in the basement and his wife was sleeping in in their bedroom after he filed for divorce and the wife took a knife and went into the children's room killed both of them oh. stabbed herself in the neck and then um called 911 herself and said i've just stabbed myself and my two children and please go listen like go find this a 911 phone call because it's on the internet it is her voice she sounds 
monotone. She has no emotion oh, in her voice. Oh, gross. And she's, she, literally, it's just like, I just stabbed myself and my two children. And she's like, and the dispatcher's like, huh? I'm sorry, what? And she's like, yeah, I just stabbed myself and my two children. Like, my name's Brandy Worley. Here's my address. Uh, and he was like, why did you do that? And he, she, she was like, uh, my husband filed for divorce and I didn't want him to get custody. So if he can't, or if I can't have them, nobody can. Oh my God. Yeah. Just completely monotone. It's the fucking scariest thing I've ever heard. So, um, and Jason was asleep in the basement of the house while this was happening. Um, so just, yeah. So he was literally the night he filed for divorce. Like he told her that he wanted to get a divorce. And then later that night, uh, she killed them. Um, so then, yeah. So he post at once everybody finds out that this was him, he like reposts on Reddit and is like, Hey guys, uh, yes, this is me. Um, obviously I'm not doing great. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I, I'm still alive. Like, I haven't killed myself or anything yet. So, basically, that's it. Except there is one more thing. That's basically not it. Um, (laughs) The in-laws of Brandy um, have just, like, made his life a living hell with, like, her, like, properties and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, how when people... I think... I don't know if she's dead, actually, or if she's in jail, I think she is dead. Let's see. Um, I can't see. Um, I'll find out in a second. But apparently, um, yeah, the in-laws have just been making his life even worse trying to get all of her, you know, shit back that's not actually hers. Yeah. Um... And he, he was, like, in the post on Reddit was, like, like, I still am thankful for you guys for, like, you know, giving me advice and stuff. Like, I don't hold it against anybody that gave me the advice to give a divorce because, like, no one could have foreseen the tragedy that, you know, resulted from him filing divorce. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And it's just heartbreaking, like, reading the entire you know, post history of, like, the first post and then the, him being, like, uh, it's just heartbreaking because he's, he's, like, I, I feel like, I, I, like, failed as a father or, like, I failed to protect them and it's just so fucking sad to read and, like, this poor, this poor guy. Um, but yeah, it just always, from the first time I heard it, I think the first time I saw it was in a Nexpo video, if you know who that is on YouTube. Um, It's just, yeah, I just remember so vividly hearing this as I was, like, shaving my legs in the bathroom and then just stopping and being like, what in the fuck? So, yeah. Basically, I am at now, basically, that is all. (laughs) Ugh. That is so terrible. Yeah. Right? And, like, I just, ugh. That's, like, 
part of my fear of like getting married is just my partner going berserko and like killing me or people I love or themselves. Yeah. And like, uh, she was uh, just like, uh, it pisses me off so much because she was clearly just nuts and like cheating on him. And uh, I wish this would have ended in a better way. Yeah. It's just so sad. My God. Like. First of all, because I had to look up, you know, I looked up their names while you're talking about this. First of all. Yeah. Fuck her because her name is spelled in a stupid way. <laughs> Even worse than just regular Brandy. Um, yeah. Oh, also ugh. really quick. Um. As far as the report that I am reading, she was treated for her wounds and has been charged with two counts of murder, but it doesn't say how long she is in jail for. I, if you killed your children, you should get to go to the chair, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I don't know if their GoFundMe is still up, but he has a GoFundMe, so if you want to support this poor, poor man... Oh, she's ugly, too. Um, Sorry. Yeah, she's really fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the the GoFundMe is closed right now, but they he raised $56,000 for the cost of the funerals for their children. Oh. I'm going to look up if um, she is still in jail. If she's not, I'm going to go find her. Yeah. <laughs> This took place also in Darlington, Indiana, for anybody that was wondering. Um, she was incarcerated at Indiana Women's Prison. Her penalty was 120 years for two counts of murder. Um, and the children, the son was seven and the daughter was three. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh... See, and, like, the two discussed separating in the past but stayed together despite um, some friction. Uh, if you th think for a second about getting a divorce, I think it's time for you to get a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I don't understand people, and I mean, I guess I have no stake in saying any of these things because I'm not married, nor do I have children, but in my mind... It would be better for everybody involved if you and your partner want to get a divorce to just get a divorce. Yeah. Not like stick it out for the children because you're going to do more damage to them fighting all the time and not, you know, having a healthy household than just like getting a divorce. Yeah. Uh, um... So, yeah, after coming home, this is in the murder section of the Wikipedia page. After coming home from the dance performance of their daughter, Brandy Worley went to Walmart in, Indi in Crawfordsville, Indiana, under the pretense of needing to buy pipe cleaners for a school project for their son, Tyler. According to Joseph 
Booser, a prosecutor in the Montgomery County government. Brandy Worley bought the murder weapon, a Kabar combat knife, at a Walmart on November 16th. Coming home, she initially placed the knife in Tyler's bedroom. She told Jason that he could sleep on the couch, but he declined, preferring the basement to the preferring the basement bed to the couch Mm. um as jason slept in the basement of the residence brandy uh lured tyler into charlie's room uh stating that there would be a sleepover she fatally stabbed the children in their necks and then stabbed herself in her own neck brandy murdered her son before murdering her daughter the daughter woke up to hear repeated stabbings uh, to her brother and asked what are you doing in response brandy told her to go back to sleep then repeatedly stabbed her daughter finally brandy called 911 to report the murders, she stated that she that she had taken a lot of Benadryl. She was calm and emotionless during her 911 call. She told the 911 dispatcher that she had already called her mother and that her mother was on her way over. Her mother had not yet realized the events had taken place. The 911 dispatcher, initially hoping or believing that the call was not legitimate, asked Brandy Worley's mother, who was the victim's grandmother, to check the welfare of the children. After the mother-in-law found the children dead, her screams caused Jason to rise out of bed. Brandon told JC, now you told, sorry, Brandy, Brandy told Jason, now you can't take the kids from me. Police arrived around 4.30 a.m. and the autopsies were conducted and blah, 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 blah. That, what in the hell? Uh, How fucked do you have to be? And, like, how self-centered and narcissistic and just sci-fucking-cotic do you have to be to say, to murder your children and be like, now you can't take the kids from me? Yeah. (sighs) Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's my, um, true crime, I guess, story that just really sticks with me. She literally, I encourage everybody to look her up on the internet because she is literally so ugly. Yeah, she's very ugly, and I I just feel so bad for this Jason guy. Yeah. I hope he's doing well now. I know that's probably a lot to go through, but I hope he is doing well. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Those are our stories <laughs> for the day. We still got about 20 minutes. What do you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> um, do we have time to cover Josh Duggar? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, and I don't know, is 20 minutes enough time for you to talk about this? Um, I can give the abridged version. Okay, go for it. So, Josh Duggar. Um, I am, I'm not ashamed of it anymore. I am a reality TV connoisseur. (laughs) I have been watching the Duggars for quite a long time. They're my guilty pleasure, and I don't really care if anybody, um, has anything to say about that. So, the Duggars were on 19 Kids and Counting, and basically, the show started, I want to say, like, somewhere around 2005, maybe, or 2006, like, somewhere around there. Um, uh-huh. They're, like, a super conservative Christian family. They're part of this Christian uh, sect that's called IBLP, where they're, like, I don't know. They have all these really weird rules. You know, they're all about like modesty and they have, you know, the kids aren't in relationships. They're in courtships and the purpose is to get married. And, you know, their whole thing is they leave the number of children they have up to God. All this stuff. Yeah. So Josh Duggar is the oldest of these 19 children. 
And it came out in around, I think it was in 2015. And by the way, at this point, Josh was married to his wife, Anna. And I think they had three kids at this point. Um, And it came out in 2015 that a few years before 19 Kids and Counting started, he had molested four of his nine sisters when he Mm -hmm. was like 15. And the sisters were like 11, 10, 9, and then the youngest sister was 5 years old. Oh my god. Yeah. So they said, of course, like the parents wanted to play it off because Josh is like the golden child. You know, he's their favorite. He can do no wrong. So they tried to play it off and they were like, he did touch his sisters, but it was over the clothes. They were asleep. They didn't even know it happened. But the whole reason he got found out in the first place for molesting the sisters was that when he was molesting the youngest sister at the time, who was the five-year-old, one of Mm -hmm. the other sisters who he molested in her sleep, she saw him molesting the five-year-old and she told their parents. And that's Jill. So from that day going forward, Josh always, you can go back and like watch clips of the show where even if he's acting like, you know, it's some tender-hearted sibling thing. He always was like, Jill was such a tattletale. Like, she was just always getting me in trouble, and, like, she couldn't mind her own business. And it sounded, like, kind of cute before you knew the context, but when you find yeah. out that she told on him for molesting their sister, it's just yeah. so gross how, like, upset he is about, oh, well, you know, Jill, she couldn't mind her own business, always a tattletale. So, yeah. Jim Bob and Michelle, who are the parents, they... Sorry, just, I forget that Jim Bob is a real name. Yeah, yeah. Makes me giggle every time. Yeah. Sorry. He is unreal. Um, They refused to get any of their daughters into therapy, or Josh. They didn't put him in therapy either. But they told their church about what Josh had done. And basically, they were like, you know, all we're going to do is we're going to send him away to help someone in our church I think they were doing like a fixer-upper on some house so he went to live with another family he spent time away from the home and that was it like you know the church prayed for him and the sisters were told they were like well you know he made a mistake but you just gotta forgive him and you gotta pray for him and you know fuck you guys because we hate women so we're not gonna get you any help um And they told, they didn't officially contact the police, but they contacted a friend of theirs who was a police officer to just, like, give Josh a talking to. Now, here's the thing that's gross, is that that same police officer who talked to Josh later got caught with child pornography. So, he is in jail for child pornography, which is kind of foreshadowing for what we'll get to. So, yeah, Josh marries Anna. And again, this goes back to 2015. The molestation scandal comes out and a few months pass. And then it comes out that Josh was cheating on his wife, Anna. Um, He was viewing pornography, which is like a huge no-no in their, you know, their... It's really a cult, you know, there's no other word for it. Yeah, and so... And he admitted that he went on some escort website and he was cheating on Anna and he went to rehab for a couple months, came back and he was, you know, claiming like, okay, all is good, whatever. Um, a little while after that, 
a woman, I don't, I, I'm not trying to be like demeaning to her, but I genuinely don't remember if she was like a stripper or something, but somehow he and her were having sex. Um, mm-hmm. And she said it got really violent. He was just very aggressive. It was really frightening. And she felt like she had been raped and nothing really happened, even though, you know, I don't know if she tried to press charges. I don't know what happened, but that's what she claimed is that, you know, it was basically rape. Yeah. So then, again, and this all was coming out, I think the woman came forward in maybe like 2016 or 2017. And then now, like last week, oh, a week ago today, actually. Um, Perfect. Josh Duggar, the golden child of this family, got arrested for possession of child pornography. Um, yeah. He apparently had, it was something like he had 200 images downloaded from the dark web. Oh my God. Yeah. He had, this is really dark by the way. So it's like beyond a trigger warning (laughs) just for people listening. Just don't listen to this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) He had a video of, I think it was two girls who were between the ages of seven and nine um, being raped by a grown man. And he had, he had a lot of, I don't remember everything he had, but there was an FBI agent who was testifying at his bail hearing, which was yesterday. And he was like, it was top five. It was in the top five worst cases of child pornography I've ever seen. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and well, we'll get there. So Josh, at this point, in 2021, he has now six children with Anna and a seventh on the way. Um, and he got out on bail, which is horrendous. Um, you shouldn't be allowed to even post bail. Yeah. If you have child pornography. Yeah. It's, it's sickening. And, like, they told him, they were like, you cannot be with any minors, including your nieces or nephews, but you can be with your children as long as their mother is present. All of his children are currently under the age of 12, which is the same age as the children in the videos and the photos that he had from the dark web. What in the hell? Yeah. How is that allowed? I have no idea. I I really have no idea. And their whole thing, they were like, well, you know, he doesn't, his defense team was like, he doesn't uh, place any danger to the community. And I can't wrap my mind around that. Like, I just, I can't. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. He doesn't place any danger on the community he's literally molested people and had child over 200 things of child pornography yeah and and people so when the molestation scandal came out about his sisters they were like okay but i mean no one was defending him but people were saying like it this probably wasn't pedophilia it probably was just like a crime of opportunity because he you know they they were raised in a very sheltered home and like they didn't really see anybody else and obviously they were they were very strict about their dating rules like sex before marriage yeah. was not a thing they were okay with so people were saying like it's super fucked up but it was probably just a crime of opportunity like his sisters were the girls that he was around so he molested them but now with the child pornography it's like no he is a straight up pedophile like yeah i i and I, again, I don't know all of the details, but I think they also said that in addition to the child pornography, he had just, like, rape videos of, like, grown women being raped. 
So I don't know. And he still has his trial in July. And it is most likely that he's going to go to jail because he was arrested by the feds. And they don't... I hope he goes to jail. Yeah. Apparently, if... If he doesn't, oh my god. I I can't fathom that. Like, I, I literally... Apparently, the feds don't arrest someone unless they are, like, absolutely sure that they can convict that person. Yeah. So, hopefully, in July, he'll go to jail for a very long time. But I the just, fact that he I have, still gets out until then? Yeah. I don't know. I just have this feeling that somehow there's going to be some fucking legal loophole and he's going to get out. Yeah. Or he's, or he's going to not get a life sentence. He's only going to get, like, seven years or some petty shit like that. Yeah. Which I, is oh. fucking horrible. He deserves fucking lethal injection is what he deserves. Yeah. Have you seen his mugshot? No? Oh, my God. Let me Google it. Look it, it up. It is, uh, for anybody <laughs> listening, look up Josh Duggar mugshot. It is one of the most unsettling photos I've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> This is not what I thought he looked like. Yeah, well, I think he's an alcoholic because he has, like, alcoholic bloat in his face. Yeah. So he certainly looks different than he did when he was on the show. He literally looks like your uncle that diddles you at Christmas time. Yeah, he looks like a child molester. (laughs) Yeah, he does. But just, like, his stupid little smirk in his mugshot. Yeah, no, fuck that. Oh, sorry. I... I was just gonna say there is an eerie, an eerie similarity between him and the subway guy. Yes. What's his name? I don't. Jared. Subway, Jared. Subway. Yeah, Jared from Subway. There's a lot. I don't know. They just kind of look similar. Yeah. And they both are child molesters. I wonder if he has a mugshot. Subway guy mugshot. A side note, because there's a couple other things I will add about Josh Duggar in the time we have left, but. Apparently, there have been studies done that, like, pedophiles might actually have, like, physical features that you can identify, like, as a pedophile. Yeah. And obviously, there's not, like, enough research done to be definitive yet, but that's, like, the, the, that's what they're moving towards, is that they're starting to think that because pedophilia is, like, a chemical, I, I, I guess it would be chemical problem in your brain that like that also correlates with like certain physical features and that blows me away. That's yeah, crazy. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. They do they look pretty similar. Like per, I feel like pre-alcoholism Josh Jugger looks a lot like Jared from yeah. Subway. And oh, these two details just gross me out so much. Obviously, I wasn't on... Okay, side note. So, since courts are on Zoom, apparently anybody could get into his court hearing because it was like a public Uh figure. And I didn't do the first one because I didn't know you could get in. But then by the second one, people were like, yeah, all you have to do is email like the county clerk and get the Zoom code. And yesterday, I had so much to do. Like, I, I, I had so many finals, but I was like... Should I? <laughs> I didn't. Um, but apparently, oh damn! I thought you were gonna say that you did. No, I was be proud of you. I really thought about it, but I didn't. But people who were in there said that he was just like laughing, like when the charges were talked about. He was just like, "What the?" He was hell? just laughing. Yeah. He. Ugh. It's the thing about 
crazy people is that they're crazy, right? Yeah. And it just, every time, it blows me away how crazy, crazy people are. Right. And I, I, I know I sound very redundant, but, like, <laughs> it just, like, being so into true crime and, like, things like this, every time somebody's, like, pleased with themselves, with what, with what they've done, I'm like, you gotta be a different kind of crazy. Yeah. To be, like, laughing on the fucking jury yeah or whatever whatever it's called the witness stand or whatever uh-huh i just i blows my mind every time every yeah. single time and the last um, i'll keep you guys updated week by week um <laughs> we'll have the the josh jugger update corner. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um there were rumors and of course they're bait like there there's really not a lot of evidence to go with them but the child pornography search, it started two years ago. Which, so the feds have been investigating him for two years, and that's why they take so long, because they like want to make sure they have evidence to convict him. Um, yeah. And they found the child pornography in a computer that was like in an RV on in his car lot, because he ran a car lot. And at the time... Uh, that's the most pedophile thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. And at the time, um, one of the other brothers named Josiah, he apparently also worked at the car lot. And I don't know if it was a neighbor. I don't know who saw it. But there was a claim that was going around that one day in 2019, Josiah got back home to his house and he was like very visibly upset. And this was like right before the feds started investigating Josh. So, Hmm. Josiah is married to a girl named Lauren, and there's a lot of siblings, so I'll try and, like, keep them all straight for you guys, but Lauren, um, Lauren and Josiah have one daughter named Bella, and Jessa Seawald, who is one of Josh's victims, she's one of the sisters who got molested, she Hmm. has a YouTube channel, And for Christmas, she put up, like, oh, Duggar Family Christmas 2020, whatever. And she was, you know, filming everything and all these siblings getting together. And when Josh shows up, he has his cell phone and he is also filming. And it is so gross because he just, like, struts in with his coffee mug in one hand and his iPhone in the other, just filming stuff. And, like... Enough of the siblings have gotten married now that there is a total of 20 grandkids, all under the age of 12, who all of whom were at this party. Now, the part that was interesting is that Lauren, Josiah's wife, she, and you can see it, you can watch Jess's video, she gets as far away from Josh as she can, and she never once puts her baby down, like, ever. She's, like, carrying her kid around the whole time. She... She doesn't even really engage with any of the siblings. And everyone was like, man, why is Lauren being so standoffish? But now people are like, I wonder if Josiah and Lauren turned him in because they found the child pornography first. Okay, well, see, my thing is, why is he still getting invited to family things? If I was in that family, I'd be like, we're exiling him. We're voting him off the island. He can go die in a hole for all we care. Well, even before the child pornography stuff came out. Well, and that's the thing that, like, 
a lot of people are upset about because Jill, again, one of his other victims, she got excommunicated from their family because she and her husband just aren't part of the IBLP anymore. They're still Christians, Mm -hmm. but they're not part of this little cult. And so Jill is not allowed to be over at her parents' house without the parents there. Like, they're worried that she's a bad influence on her siblings. What the hell? Yeah, but with Josh, they were like, you know, Josh is forgiven. He made mistakes, but he's forgiven, and da 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 So, See, yeah. I just... There are some sins that should never be forgiven, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jesus. But no. Just because it doesn't say in the Bible to not, not, thou shall not diddle kids. Yeah. I think you should kind of figure that one out on your own. Yeah. It's just, it's terrifying. And like, with all the context now of the child pornography thing, it's, it's so unnerving to just watch him walk into this house with his cell phone, just like filming kids. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's fucked up. But yeah, that's, um... (laughs) That's the most up-to-date Josh Duggar report for now. Awesome. Well, yeah. I will look forward to the update. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, this just reminded me really quick before we go. When I was, like, 13, I don't know if you remember this, Katie, in New Mexico. Um, probably when we were in, like, middle school. So mm-hmm. sorry. I am i don't know why my, do- my dad is feeding the dogs right now because they bark every time. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyways... Um, when we were like 13, maybe a little younger, middle school days, I remember on the, uh, on the news, they were like, hey, girls, maybe stop wearing skirts for a little bit because there is a guy going around with a camera on his foot and is taking upskirt pictures of little girls. Oh my God. So like, don't wear skirts for a while, um, until we find this guy and put him in jail. I, um, and I just, I had completely forgot about that until you were like, yeah, Josh Duggar walking in with his camera videotaping children. And now I remember that. And that's really fucked up. What the fuck was that? That's crazy. I don't, I mean, I kind of remember something like that, but ugh, gross. Yeah. I just remember so vividly like going to the zoo and I was wearing like shorts, but there was like another girl wearing a skirt and I, I I don't remember if it was like my family that went up to her or a different family we were with or something because it was like a bunch of us going but I just remember somebody in our group like went up to the girl and was like hey like just so you know like like you know keep a lookout and like if anybody tries to like you know step really close to you like don't don't let them Ugh. yeah so shit's fucked what the f- what the fuck kind of world do we live in? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, well, <laughs> are we done <laughs> with all of our heavy topics of the day? Yeah. Um, should we try to end it on a lighter note? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any recommendations for the, the beautiful people of mediocrity? Um, I... <laughs> I just processed what you said. It didn't click right away. Um, (laughs) I started listening to Janis Joplin, which I'm sure many people have already listened to her. But my parents always, they were like, oh, Janis Joplin sucks. And then I listened to her and she's amazing. And I was like, my parents are fucking stupid. 
Yeah, so... I don't... I'm sure I've heard Janis Joplin before, but I just can't think of what she sounds like. Yeah. She's great. So, that's my recommendation. <laughs> um, my recommendation is the podcast Red Web by the Achievement... Rooster Teeth? Achievement Hunters? I think they're all the same thing. Um, my boyfriend was like, hey, listen to this. And I was like, um, maybe, because... As hypocritical as it is with us starting a podcast, I really was not into podcasts. (laughs) Um, And then I was like, okay, for my boyfriend, I guess I'll listen to this podcast. And then I listened to it and I um, became obsessed with it. And I listened to all of the episodes um, within like, I think like two or three days. Mm. Um, It's a really good podcast. It's two guys um, and they talk about true crime. It's definitely a lot more organized than... (laughs) this shit show that we have going on right um but i hate i think we have a little bit of charm yeah uh but yeah it's it's a good podcast i would recommend it if you're into um true crime and internet mysteries so red web podcast is what i recommend also um if you haven't seen billy eilish's uh, mm. vogue cover mm-hmm. go look at she it because she's fucking beautiful like yeah. oh it's so good um and her new single you know always be plugging for other people <laughs> um yeah and so i do want to put out there uh I, we have a lot of podcasts following us on instagram so if you are a podcast if you have your own podcast and are listening to our podcast hey Send us a message on Instagram, and we'll listen to your podcast, and we can have a little mutual agreement. Mm-hmm. Agreement. Just a little mutual uh, party, listen party, I guess, and um, if anybody is interested in, you know, having a little crossover episode, uh, that's a Sweet Life of Hannah Montana moment, oh. you know, our DMs are open, and so is our email, so. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at It's Been Mediocre. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, thank uh, I'm you. I'm sorry, this was a really heavy episode. Next week, we will... I don't want to promise that we won't have such a heavy episode, <laughs> but... We'll try. somehow we always find our way back into these horrible <laughs> topics. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll plan on having a nicer episode. And then the week after that, I think we're going to have a pretty fun episode because... We're gonna be on vacation, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna record an episode when we're on vacation. Yeah, but we're not gonna tell you where yet. Yeah, it's a surprise. So I don't know how fun that episode will actually be, but I'm very excited to record an episode, not only in person but in a state that neither of us live in. Yeah, I'm very and excited. And we might have a guest. Oh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. It's not like a it's not like a famous guest. We're just gonna have a third person, right? <laughs> so don't get your hopes up for that. But anyways, gosh, I just it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I miss talking to you guys. Yeah, um, me too. Do you have any other things that you want to say to the beauty beautiful people? <laughs> no, I just well, let me put out this PSA. I have taken up saying bestie unironically, and I'm really sorry, <laughs> but love you besties. Love you, bestie. I have also started saying mama um, because I've been watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race and they all say mama. So sorry, mama. Sorry, besties. Yeah. 
Um, okay, well, I'll shut the fuck up now. And thank you so much for listening. If yes. you've made it this far, we love you tons. Um, and yeah, I've been Raven. I've been Cat or Katie, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> and it's been mediocre. mediocre. <laughs>